What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Opening the Vault. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and I am joined by my ever-constant co-host, Sam. How's it going, Sam? Hi, it's going good. I did get into college, so... Nice. Congratulations. I'm having a very great time right now. Yes. And, of course, we have Ryan on the line, too. How's it going, Ryan? I've been busy. I've been tired. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, so today we are talking about the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a different format this time because it is kind of a three vignettes or three shorts put together, but... Uh, we'll get into that in just a second. First things first, this was first released on March 11th, 1977, though originally the three different shorts were released at different times. The first in uh, 66, the second in 68, and the third in 74. And then they were brought together for this final feature uh, with more of a through line through everything, through the uh, narrator and that kind of thing in 77. I looked everywhere and I couldn't actually find a box office or budget because this were three. Uh, so I'm sure that they were just kind of had their own. But uh, yeah, it was a cute movie. It was pretty short, too. I think it ran 74 minutes, so just over an hour, uh, which an I thought hour was perfect. And minutes. Uh, it was like a nice, really relaxing movie, too. It was just like mm -hmm. a very chill watch. I. I stopped doing laundry for it, which I think is like a good um, indicator of like how it got into I how much I got into the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cute, and it it had some interesting parts. So I really liked the narrator. I think that the way that they presented this was kind of we've talked about it before, like having the storybook come in, but he like. They were breaking the fourth wall and like these kind of things I thought were really, really fun about this story too. And it gave it that kind of that next level of storytelling that Disney hadn't really done before uh, with these, like actually having that narrator be throughout and actually yeah. interacting with the characters themselves, like Tigger. I thought it was so creative too, because then when the book pages were turning and you could see the narrator's lines and then like them hopping to the next one. And I liked the consistency of like, you could see that was what was going on was reflected in the book. So I was like, there's great attention to detail in those scenes, but also it's just a really creative way to weave everything together. And I think I prefer this way of doing a bunch of vignettes together than I do with like Pinocchio or some of the mm. other, um, with it's Pinocchio, Ichabod, Crane, and Mr. Toad. I think there's one other. I guess Fantasia. Yeah. yeah. I thought Fantasia was super disjointed. And I'm yes. sure it's when they said I did not like Fantasia. Um, I liked parts of it. But I really think this was like a very creative and fun way to put all the little stories together. Yeah. And it's one of those movies where I actually don't mind the narrator and I didn't find it cringy. It's cute, you know, because usually when you have like a narrator and they're always commenting or whatnot, I don't like it or it's it doesn't feel yeah. right. But this one, it, yeah. it felt okay because, you know, it it's a storybook and, you know, it says it's based off a storybook in the beginning and, you know, it's Christopher Robin. He goes into the storybook, so... I felt yeah, it, it reminded fun. me almost of like listening to an audiobook. My mom really loved doing like books on tape and CD. Yeah. Well, we never actually listened to books on tape. We listened to CD books from the library like all the time when I was growing up because she wanted, I think she got tired of listening to Disney Channel radio or something. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know what? We're listening to books. <laughs> no more radio. Um, and. I don't know. I, I felt like I was, you know, in the car with my mom getting groceries almost like I, I was just chilling out this whole movie. Um, and I guess that's why I still like audiobooks. Like I love Audible. Yeah. Or, you know what? Bleep out that name until we get money from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, I, I love them too. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and like uh, even like podcasts that are like done like audiobooks. So like radio plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to the new Batman radio play that just came out, which is really good. I suggest <laughs> to everybody. Um, but yeah. It's... Welcome to Night Vale fan still. Yeah. I think it's a really fun but yeah so like it's it's such a fun movie and it was so like 
I mean, there was like no jump scares. There was no fighting really, except for, I guess, the little bit with the heffalump where he like picks up a uh, toy gun um, <laughs> to go check the door. But like, it was very much like a, just an easy ride, right? Like you didn't have to worry about all like, too much conflict. I mean, you had a little bit with like the water and like the wind and that kind of stuff, but it was all done in such like a, a fun way. Um I thought the scene with the yeah. bees was also extremely hilarious when he like ate them and they were like going around his head. Um, except when he flung the bee into the uh, into the mud and it was like drowning. I was like, oh no, don't do that. We need bees. We don't have enough of those anymore. Yeah. And then I actually recently went to a natural history museum talk. The San Diego Natural History Museum does a ton of those. And bees aren't the only pollinators we need to worry about. Um, due to climate change, monarch butterflies are actually getting, uh, like, they're not doing their natural um, migration patterns because of climate change. And they are huge pollinators, especially for uh, the plains and the west coast of North oh, wow. America. Mm. So we got to save the butterflies, too. Got to save all of them. Um, but yeah, so, like, it it's such a fun, like, just little thing. And... It's something that you can just kind of flip on to, right? Like, I mean, I've seen these stories countless times on their own, uh, but I think this is the first time I've actually watched this anthology kind of version of it with all three of them. Uh, but it's like, you can just kind of throw it on and have it on in the background even and like know what's kind of going on there, but still appreciate it. Is good it is background noise. Yeah. Um, though... That being said, the art style is so good. Like, I love this art style that they use for Winnie the Pooh. It's very comforting. I think I said that when we watched our first movie in this this type of art style, uh, 101 Dalmatians. I just find this is my favorite type of art style for animation. I just find it very comforting and very nostalgic. I really like it because, well, I watched a lot of these movies when I was a kid. Um, and I just think it's very beautiful because it is... It's realistic, but it doesn't have to try to be realistic, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. I really like when uh, an animated movie like this and 101 Dalmatians, they look like they've opened up a picture book and they've like peeled off the image and they've made it move on screen. Mm -hmm. I like stuff like hand drawn. Mm -hmm. And I miss that. I mean, I do like 3D animation, but I I love hand drawn animation. Yeah. Me too. I, I agree. Like, I think that it's really gorgeous what we've done with 3D animation and it's really cool. And I would never like turn my nose about it. And I like that it's sort of has like this whole life of its own now but i'll always love hand-drawn animation like this and along with i think what we're gonna some of the stuff we're gonna be watching soon like lilo and stitch where they have watercolor backgrounds mm-hmm. yeah like you can't recreate that in 3d and that's i think what it's missing for me at least yeah for sure and it's it's interesting that you brought it up like it looks at the storybook because it actually they designed it fully like it was supposed to be ripped out of their of the uh, original storybook that was made of Winnie the Pooh. So they like tried to match the art as much as they could and like backgrounds and stuff. So very very interesting that uh, they didn't want to kind of do their own thing. They wanted to really stay true to the original uh, illustrations. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I like that. You can tell without knowing that's what they did, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a couple of facts here that I thought were interesting. Uh, one was the character Gopher, who actually never appears in the book, uh, was originally included uh, to replace uh, the character of Piglet. Uh, later, the studio decided to reinstate him, though, and brought him back for uh, Winnie the Pooh and the bus- blustery day. Uh, so. I know. I I thought it was really weird. I guess because it, it kind of fit the the digging part of it all. Uh, so I see I why so. they did it. But at the same time, like, why can they've had Piglet in there too? No, I can see why they got rid of Piglet. I love Piglet though. He's so awesome. He's so Piglet so was my favorite growing up, actually. So I take oh. great offense to them trying to break. <laughs> Piglet was actually my least favorite growing up. Oh really? I really liked yeah. uh, Eeyore. Yep. 
No, I was Tigger. Oh, I, was Tigger. I loved your. My mom had like one of those '90s Disney sweaters. She had one for Grumpy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she had one for Eeyore because she was like. Was it one of those like gray blue ones with like the stencil? Yeah, the stitching where it stitched on. I think she might still have the grumpy one. I might have to ask her if I can borrow it. Um, But I like that kind of Disney merch too. Maybe they should bring that back. They'd probably get a ton of nostalgia points. Oh, yeah. All the millennials. Yeah. Uh, The next fact I had here was uh, there's two iconic lines that have kind of even stood the test of time that were ad-libbed by Paul Winchell, and that would be for Tigger. Uh, The, his, uh, hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo, and the uh, TTNF, or sorry, TTFN, our ta-ta for now, were both uh, ad-libbed lines Mm -hmm. that are now, like, iconically what Tigger does. Uh, really in every movie you know, that speaking he's in of now. merch i actually had one of those you know like those toys that you give to the kids you know like the toy cell phone like in the early 2000s you know like how that was a thing because mm-hmm. you don't want to give a kid a real phone i had one of those and it was like a tigger one and it said ttfn tata for now and it had the thing on it yeah Ooh. so it's very cool yeah. that it was like an ad-lib line that really became like tigger's catchphrases really feels like something you know that you'd have to do for a character like tiger <laughs> yeah yeah and real I'm voice actually... actors can do that not yeah not these hollywood actors that is also something i'm really tired of and i think i'm gonna have a lot to say when we get into the more modern movies where they just stunt cast basically famous yeah. voices and i'm like i don't want to hear a famous voice coming out of like an animated chipmunk yeah, especially um, if it's coming oh, from especially a big now. studio. Ooh. You uh, have enough money, you don't need... And you have enough power and, like, fame, you don't need the voice actors to bring in clothes. Yeah, you you're undermining, like, the entire industry at this yeah. point. Yeah. And I think what really kind of pushed me over the edge, if you guys have seen the, like, trailers for Chip and Dale... Oh my gosh, yes, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> I'm not happy Yeah, I was that. just like, I don't want to hear John Mulaney's voice coming out of a chipmunk. I don't want to hear Andy Samberg's voice coming out of a chipmunk. I don't hear will arnett's voice coming out of an alcoholic peter pan with arm hair like why would i want to hear that yeah i've got thoughts on that movie eventually if we get into it but oh my god it i i'm not excited say them them now i'm not excited about it at all i think that that movie looks awful i think that if they were going to do a reboot on rescue rangers and call it disney's rescue rangers right yeah that it should have just been about the rescue rangers and not about them being i guess something like movie star or something like i don't know it just makes no sense and one of them's like in the past and one's in the future so one's 3d it's like why don't you just make a sweet rescue rangers movie or show like you did with the ducktales like you recreated it and made it so much awesome so very something that you have proven that works is like doing something new and redoing it yeah and like i don't even mind the stunt casting in that because they actually do voices yeah in details it's not just like someone just saying lines yeah they all have like a little bit of tinge to it at least yeah like if you want to do something like that why don't you just do what you did with ducktales because they still have seasons like they're still making more it's they a aren't. money maker you know i they, don't know they why actually they just finished they finished with season three uh they oh. got canceled which is unfortunate because it was an amazing show so hopefully they'll get some movies three seasons is really good for a tv show especially it if it's on a streaming platform like disney plus exclusively where yeah i don't think they have a, as many like viewers as other platforms like well i guess netflix is going down um and here's the thing i was just thinking about so you know how netflix is like alienating everyone with a lot of their new rules they're implementing Mm -hmm. there's a lot of very easy fixes to get new uh, users for netflix you can make corporate accounts and it's like oh my gosh that'd be so good sell them to hotels and be like and like you could partner with marriott and marriott could have like staff picks and that could be one of the little scrolls that you could go through when you go to like, a Marriott. Wow, that would be Marriott. amazing. Oh my gosh. That's all you have to fucking do. And that's like a multi-million dollar deal because that could be every Marriott, you know? Yeah. Do not- that and then get rid of the auto. Yeah, that's, I thought of that in like, I was, well, I was, 
I was on my one of my jobs that I'm working and basically what I'm doing, it's a compliance survey too. So I'm just like standing there making sure they're not digging up anything they're not supposed to. And like it just came to me because I my headphones went out and so <laughs> I was just alone with my thoughts and it was like 10 minutes because I had just been watching the news and saw this whole Netflix thing of they're like oh we're losing money and they're just so focused on getting new viewers and it's like just make quality content people will stay and keep you know giving you money and you come up with new marketing ideas like I just gave you for free Netflix make corporate accounts like I don't yeah I, I I think that's a great idea and I think it's definitely something they need to do um yeah and you could like have a feature where a guest can import their own stuff and then like during checkout they'll sign you out so no one uses your Netflix yeah or like I mean yeah or they can just like clear the cache history so you don't get like other people's favorites you can just get like the the default again and just have like an account there yeah, yeah like that would make so it's much sense very easy to do also that doesn't sound like a hard thing to do no um no they already have like the base software so it wouldn't really be difficult to write in a couple things of like oh it just clears history once someone signed out of the room it's kind of like the pay-per-view that they used to have in a hotel well they still yeah do, probably yeah it's funny you say that too because when i was in mexico i couldn't uh, access the english channels on my tv and i was like oh no it'd be great if they had netflix on here because i could choose my language uh so i could actually watch something while i was trying to relax um yeah yeah actually that's a good idea for all the streaming services like even disney like can you imagine like going somewhere and just having like all the disney movies like at your fingertips disney should do that at their disney hotel well i don't know if they do or not but they should do that at their disney hotels you pay yeah. enough to go to those places. Those are or at least the ones in Anaheim, like the smaller ones that aren't like quote unquote yeah. Disney, but you know people are going there because they're going to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came up with the Netflix idea because I remember seeing some like mom and pop, um, like, like motels and stuff, and part of their thing where it would say like, oh, there's, you know, microwaves and there's mini fridges and there's cable in rooms, like free cable in your room it added like Netflix. And so I bet they just have a bunch of accounts and you just click your room number Mm -hmm. and watch whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. They probably just got that. So like, why can't you make a corporate account? (laughs) If a motel can do it. Yeah. The average user. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just focusing on Marriott, but it's there. Did you stay in one recently? Double tree. (laughs) Um, did you stay in one recently? Or did you no. work in one? I never worked at a Marriott. Maybe you just I drove by one. a lot of people who worked at the one by the convention center, though. That's probably why. Uh. But I tell you what, working in, like, a hotel kitchen, even if it's a fancy one, like the Marriott by the convention center in San Diego, soul-sucking. Like, yeah. I know a guy whose entire job was to scoop and bake muffins eight hours a day. That's Jeez. all he did because they had to, they had them as like complimentary. So they went mm-hmm. through so many and he just eight hours. He's just scooping muffins into a pan and then baking them. And then as soon as they're baked, he has to take them out to fill them again. And I'm like, that sounds that's like the 10th circle of hell. <laughs> all right. So getting back to the uh, movie here, um, one thing that I think is kind of interesting about, because like this seems to be like we seem to generally like it, uh, at least that's the consensus I'm getting. But this is the only Disney, I guess, and only Winnie the Pooh release until 2011, which seems well, crazy they had to the me. The Tigger one and uh, right, theatrically, and the one sorry, in, um, theatrically the Disney Plus thing. Has... Oh, theatrically released. I just knew that we were watching Winnie the Pooh, and I didn't write down like the suffix. Um, and so I was just like, oh, here's 20, 2006, 2011, 2012, and then finally got to like 1977, I think, is when this came out. Yeah, which one's the one with the elephant? I remember that was theatrical. The headphones? No. I think that was later on. Uh, I have to... I remember the trailers. Yeah, I remember the trailers too. Um... 
Yeah, but yeah. Oh, there we go. Pooh's Heffalump movie was uh, 2005. Yep. And then Tigger's movie was somewhere in here, too. But yeah, it's like a huge gap. And like with such an iconic character like Winnie the Pooh, I'm surprised they didn't try and milk more out of that. Um, Though I guess like the next phase was really like the most popular Disney movies of all time really came from that phase. So maybe they just didn't need need it. Maybe not. And maybe there was like a little bit of a lull come uh, 2005. I mean, Winnie the Pooh yeah. merchandise, though, it's like low key. It sells really well without having to like put it in your face. Like I knew a bunch of people who had that Winnie the Pooh backpack, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those you don't need to like even advertise it. You know, like how they all, all those like Disney things like at the Disney store. Like they just have like a little section of Winnie the Pooh and they're like quiet, but you know, it sells. Yeah, that's true. You know, so they didn't. I don't think they needed to like make a movie. But even so, like Winnie the Pooh appeared in other media too. In between that time, like it was in Kingdom Hearts. That's true. And uh, the Piglet movie was also in two thousand and three. Uh, but I guess it technically wasn't a Winnie the Pooh movie. But it, yeah. when I'm looking around these movies and what was released, and I would say that for the most part, it was not like the highest Disney. Uh, so. Around the Piglet movie, we had The Jungle Book 2 came out just before it. Uh, before that was Treasure Planet, which admittedly, amazing movie, but not really critically acclaimed. And then, I guess we had Finding Nemo after that, so that was really, what I guess, the big, big one. And then if you go down to the Pooh's Heffalump movie, The Incredibles came out just before it, which is awesome. And then we got Valiant and Chicken Little and Bambi 2 right after Wait, Chicken Little is Disney? Yeah. Chicken Little. There's a lot of things that are Disney that I, I did not know about, like the wild. Was Disney. That Chicken Little was DreamWorks. I'm so sorry, you two. You keep talking. I have to just mute myself real quick because my boss just sent me an urgent email that I'm just seeing. No problem at all. Um, no problem. We just keep talking about Chicken Little. Yeah. I thought that was DreamWorks. Nah, man. It was uh, it's one of my favorite Disney movies, though. I love Chicken Oh, Little. no, you know what, though? I did see, like, you know, on YouTube how they have those, like, oh, potential world worlds they could put into Kingdom Heart, the next Kingdom Hearts games. Mm-hmm. There was. Instead, he just got a summon. Yeah. He got he got ripped off. That would have been a great... Uh, speaking of Kingdom Hearts, I'm actually starting to replay them all. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Are you getting up for four? Uh, I saw the trailers for four. And I don't look super impressed. I think it's the animation really looks really cool, Disney. but it's not Disney anymore. Like, yeah, it's too realistic. So I even found it's that weird. in three, it was a little bit too realistic for Disney. Uh, so I think that it's going to be a unfortunate uh, uh, thing. I think it's going to probably lean more towards the Final Fantasy and less away from the Disney. Yeah. At least you don't have to get like a million different games to go chronologically. Anymore. Thank gosh. I'm okay. so done with that. All right, and we got Sam back. Whenever I'm in the conversation, it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so that's excited. what we like. No. Um, um, I got an offer for a project, that's all. Nice. Yay. Um, but yeah, yeah so... A long-term team project, so... Nice. That's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah. so I know that I we didn't have a whole ton to talk about on this movie. I mean... It's cute. We could have done the plots of each of the ones, but really, it's just these are supposed to be cute little fun times, right? Like, I think each one runs about like twenty minutes. A sentence for each one, real quick, because I will say my opinion on Rabbit really shifted. Yes. So, okay. Well, let's let's do a quick uh, like a let's say a thirty second plot on each one. So, in the first, uh, Winnie the Pooh, the honey loving bear who lives in Hundred Acre Woods, uh loves his honey and gets into all kinds of mischief while trying to get it, including uh, stealing from the bees while pretending to be a rain cloud. Uh, But then goes and sees Rabbit, uh, eats all of Rabbit's honey and gets stuck in a hole. And Rabbit, we learn, is kind of not a great not a great friend. Uh, and... I don't know. If it, so I felt bad for Rabbit in this story. Because yeah. he shows up and like tricks Rabbit into inviting him to dinner. Pooh in, and then Pooh eats all of his food. That's like so much money. And then he gets stuck in his house, and he has to just deal with this unwanted guest. And then it's like, it's like, like he's seeing his butt. <laughs> yeah. 
is the naked butt. That's true. I will say, for the when I was a kid, I thought Rabbit was a girl. Oh, really? Yeah. I think because I, was, I, rabbits or the I had an anxiety disorder for most of my life, pretty much since birth. And so I feel like I just identified with Rabbit. And so it's like, Rabbit's a girl, mm, like me. Fair. We both are anxious. But uh, I will say, I would never do what Rabbit did to Tigger. Yeah, yeah. Like that was shitty. Like when he got him lost. And that's in the next one. But yeah, so this, yeah. One, I mean, he got stuck in the hole. And like, I mean, this is why Guilford came into this. So he could like do the expiation around him. And we learned that. And. It's yeah. it it's it's I cute. Have, it's like, super cute, but yeah, you do, do see that Pooh's like... kind of an ass too. Yeah, <laughs> I do have like a real life um, parallel to this, where like there was this one girl. Um, I'm gonna keep this vague because like I don't have any ill will to towards this person, and she we don't talk, so I doubt she listens to this podcast. But I had like a sleepover after school on Friday. And my parents did the whole thing of like, oh, you've been great. Like Sunday, Saturday morning when we, we were about to like drive her home and we were like, oh, you, uh, my dad was like, oh, you've been great. We'd love to have you back anytime, you know, let us know if you want to stay the weekend. Um, another time before he said another time, she said, oh, okay. I'd love that. And she stayed two more days. Oh my God. And we drove her to school on Monday. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. God. So I have like I think also I identified with Rabbit a lot. But yeah. how is she so comfortable doing that? Because I was never comfortable yeah. staying at my friend's house for more than like more a than a night. night. Yeah, up. yeah. And then with this same girl, like years on, um, like I had her over for like a sleepover, and my parents got donuts for everyone for like breakfast because they're not gonna cook for like six girls. Yeah, of course. Six teenage girls in the morning, you don't cross them. So they're like, donuts, leave us alone. And we were up super, super late, like two in the morning. Because of course we were. Of course. Yeah. Every time someone settled down, like someone like brings up something, we all giggle. And like my mom came down multiple times, was like, shut up. <laughs> Into the room we were all sleeping in. And yeah. anyway, late night, I had like three hours of sleep and her parents come to get her super early. And she's like, hey. And she wakes me up and I was like, yeah, what? And she goes, I, or my parents are here. I was like, oh, well, it was great having you. Like, you know, of course you can come back whenever. Because, I mean, she's a good person. So mm -hmm. I, I liked having her around. Um, and we got into this huge fight because of the situation. Because I told her like, oh, have a good time. See you later. My parents, I could hear my parents talking to her parents. I was like, bye. I've had three hours of sleep. Um, and she goes, oh, but I, I want a donut. And I was like, oh, yeah, my parents will let you have one. It's, like, not a big deal. They're probably not going to let donut because they got them for us. And they, like, took orders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, who likes jelly filled? And I was like, yeah, yeah, take one. You're fine. Even if they take one. <laughs> she goes, I don't, I don't want to impose. And I was like, you're the same girl who invited herself for a weekend. You're fine. I didn't say that, but I was. We got into a fight because I wouldn't get up and serve her a donut. Oh. <laughs> girl, just grab the donut. Just grab a donut. It's a it's a grab and go kind of meal. Oh, that's. And here's nuts. the thing: is like, yeah, I get it. Of like, I was probably in the wrong in the second situation because yeah, you're in a stranger's home and you don't want to seem like a greedy jerk. Of like, give me my donut. Um. However. You know, like, she invited herself for a weekend. Like, I think in her brain, it should have been fine, if you ask me. If she's yeah. been there, like, multiple times, and she already knows the whole donut routine. Yeah. Like, she guess, was like, my friend for at least four years at that point. And yeah. she was over a lot. So I was like, my parents, know, like, let you call them, you know, my dad lets you call him Pat. You're fine. You know? Grab the donut. Yeah. Yeah. Grab the donut. They're, and you want to know what happened? We got upstairs, and I'm, like, leaning on a door because I'm very sleep-deprived. I don't know why she wasn't, too. Um, and my parents, like, did not let her leave without letting her pick out a donut, you know? No big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what this feels like. It feels like he probably does this to Rabbit all the time. So he's just like, oh, Rabbit's okay with it. It's fine. Yeah. 
And Rabbit was hiding his food, so, you know, he knew the whole thing that Pooh was going to do. Yeah. Yeah, so he was just like a mooch. Yeah. And that's oh, what I, I it's though. kind of uh, evident throughout this entire thing that he's very much a mooch. Um, and not always, not very good with uh, social conduct or, you know, doing the right thing at times. Um, yeah, he does remind me of like a toddler mentality of like still kind of understanding like what's right from wrong. And I guess that makes sense because technically he is, you know, like the he's from Christopher Robin's brain and Christopher Robin's still pretty young. Yeah. Then again, Christopher Robin also imagined Owl and uh, Rabbit. So maybe Christopher Robin's just like kind of a jerk in a lot of different ways. I mean, I will say um, there are some pretty crazy storylines that my sister and I would make up when we played with our toys together. Yeah. We can get into that later, though. But so, like, I guess it makes sense that maybe he wants Pooh to be, like, a little bit of the, the, um, I forget the name of the architect, but it's just, like, the guy who's always learning a lesson. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when you play too, you I mean you make make play make believe. You have all these different sides too. Like you have like the make believe villain. You have yeah. the make believe heroes. I mean, you have like different personality parts too. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So the yeah, next. So I'm... Oh, go ahead. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was just gonna push this into the second one. Um. So the next is on a very windy day. Winnie the Pooh visits his thoughtful spot. Uh, as Pooh sits thinking, Gopher pops up from out to the ground and advises him that it is Wednesday. Uh, misunderstanding Gopher's warning, Pooh goes across the hundred acre wood to wish everyone a happy Wednesday. Um, and the wind starts to pick up and blows Pooh and Piglet around Owl's, Owl's house when they go to visit him. Um, it's it's very weird that it like turns into like a zephyr. <laughs> at one point um and it's just pretty it's a very funny uh turn of events that come along um there's a flood that happens it's just like everything that can go wrong with these people right now is kind of going wrong mm-hmm. um but yeah i think of them this is probably my least favorite i think i enjoyed the first and the third quite a bit better yeah uh, yeah, though this did bring in the heflons. Sorry, what was that? It felt like a filler episode in a TV show, you know? Like, yeah. you're like, oh shit, they gave us like three extra episodes this season. Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cute. And again, we get to get introduced to the heflums that we'll see uh, in a future movie. And like, I think they kind of are present in Fantasia. One of them. Maybe the second one? Maybe I'm wrong. They are? It did remind me of Fantasia, so, like, maybe they reused the animation. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Uh, kind of creepy. Uh, the song was good, though. I really like the Heffalon song. Uh, and that's yes. one thing that we haven't really it, talked about. This has great music in it. It does. And I think the final song did make me tear up a little bit, too. Yeah. Also, like, whenever you hear, like, the like the 100 Acre Word theme, it, it just it's so iconic. Yeah. I love the Winnie the Pooh. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's such a sweet little song. Mm-hmm. It's very cozy feeling. You know what I mean? Very. So the last one we get into is called uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Uh, so in this one, it really is focused around Tigger. Uh, so during the fall, Tigger has been bouncing on Anyone he comes across for fun, including Pooh, Piglet, and Rabbit. Rabbit is not super happy about this, as he was gardening at the time, and gets very angry. And they come up with a plan. The three of them will take Tigger on a long walk in the forest and abandon him, and then go find him the next day. And at this point, Here's you're my like, issue, oh my though. god, that's so rough. <laughs> yeah. Here's my issue, though, with Rabbit. is like, of all the people he supposedly inconvenienced by you know, jumping, um, he helped Rabbit the most. Like, he inadvertently, like, finished up Rabbit's Rabbit's chores and, like, you know, pulled up all the vegetables that need to be pulled up just, you know, because he was accidentally bouncing too much. So I don't know why Rabbit has a problem, because 
50% of the time he does something helpful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> It's going to stick up his ass. Yeah. That's really yeah. what it is. He just doesn't want to have fun. He wants to just do his thing, which I get. He seems to be like... He rather has an anxiety disorder or something. Yeah, and he's very introverted. And he th- wants to just do his gardening stuff and like live his life. And he doesn't need to be around everybody all the time. But Tigger is kind of like that next level friend that we all seem to have who like always just brings it up to like an 11. Um, and sometimes you just want like a knight that's a 5. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's cute, and like they go through this big adventure, and they get lost. Of course, uh, the three get lost, and they keep ending up at this uh, oh, sand pit. Sand pit, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, oh, one of the best things I think I liked was the when they talked about the jaguars. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm just not gonna look up. So the thing was that they hide in trees. And when you look up, they jump down on you. So Pico's just like, I'm not going to look up anymore. Which I thought was very cute. Uh, well, that's one way to avoid it, you know? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, I think this is where... He, uh, during the story, he goes and he's bouncing with uh, Rue. And he jumps up into a tree. And we learn that he's actually afraid of heights as well. Which is also funny because he always tries to bounce really high. Um but he doesn't like to be stuck up in the air because he can't climb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, it, it's, it's a cute, like, Rabbit turns around by the end and shows sympathy for Tigger, which is great, and we get, like, that kind of resolution for the friends. And But yeah. Rabbit bothered me before that because I hate, like, the whole acting smug thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he was like, oh, I know the way, and he's the one who got them lost. Of course. And then, of course, as soon as Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are left alone, and my favorite part of this story was Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, he um, he saves him and Piglet by following his stomach. Because yeah. he's like, oh, my stomach's hungry, my stomach is rumbly, so it must want honey, and I'm going to follow my tummy, and it's going to take us home. And you know what? It does. It does. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with these two, right? Like, like as we go through the ranking, like the, I, we obviously won't have villains, but the rabbit would be the closest team to that, I think, in this one, because he, they had like they were actually gonna get Tigger lost in the woods. Like that's a shitty thing to do to somebody. Yeah, you could get like someone could get seriously hurt, and Rabbit almost does get seriously hurt when he gets himself like lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. So like, why would you want to do that to someone, even if you know they're annoying? Yeah, and, and that's what it is, all was, too. He wasn't, like, destructive. Like, he wasn't, like, hurting people, really. He was just and getting on his nerves. And then he got, like, nerves. really happy when Tigger promised he wouldn't bounce anymore if they got him down from the tree. That pissed and, like, me off so much. He's, uh, Tigger's always talking about how happy bouncing makes him. So yeah. you're happy that someone's suffering? That's You're happy that someone can't be themselves? Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, shut up. Yeah, so Rabbit's kind of a dick. And Rabbit's always been kind of a dick. Um, but yeah, I, I empathized with him a little bit in the first one, but after seeing this one, I'm like, oh, Rabbit, you're the worst. I agree. You're the worst yeah. people. I feel like maybe Pooh just pushed him too far in the first one. Well, like, I would say that Pooh is also that, like, next level of shitty, too, right? Like, just invite myself over, eat all your food, then leave, and then get stuck. Yeah. And, like, ruin your stuff, because I'm stuck. <laughs> Yeah, and here's the thing is, like, I know that, you know, this is a child's fantasy land, and obviously the child isn't thinking about money or anything, and money isn't mentioned here, but, like, that's a lot of money to put your friend out, you know? Mm-hmm. That was, like, 15 little jars of honey. Honey yeah. is expensive. It's like when a friend comes over and they drink all your beer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Never forgive. Or, like... I don't really have, I don't drink beer, so I don't have, like know exactly what that feels like, but I feel like it's like, oh, I made like cookies for everyone and someone just decides that they're going to have like half of them. Yeah. You know? That's- oh yeah, for sure. Like in the, and that's like, I love Pooh Bear and everything, but like that, seeing that I was like, okay, this feels off. And I think that's yes. really what it was. It's because he wasn't, he was being super inconsiderate, right? 
he like yeah, it was very it seems obvious like that really out of character yeah because Pooh like through the rest of the movie Pooh is seen as like super selfless mm-hmm. like he's having a dinner in his honor and piglet does something really nice he's happy to just share the dinner with piglet mm-hmm. and he's happy to like let piglet live with him when piglet loses his home like i don't get how that's the same character <laughs> yeah also when eeyore gives piglet's house to owl that was really sad but really know, funny I was like what is happening and then i was like so upset because they set up how important the house is to Piglet. Yeah. Of like, oh, it's been in my family for multiple generations. <laughs> yeah, and he just gives it away. <laughs> and then like, yeah. Also, and Owl I love takes that it. Like, Owl's it a dick. The part where they were asking him, like, oh, what was your grandfather's name? Oh, Trespassers Will, because the sign in front of his house oh. is a broken down like, Trespassers Will be shot. Yeah. <laughs> and just says Trespassers Will. <laughs> Oh, jeez. It's short for Trespassers William. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, you have. I thought that was just such a... Like, this has so many good scenes in it. Um, yeah, it just... it Again, super fun. Like, if you haven't actually watched through this, like, I know we didn't do, like, the full plot, but, like, go back and watch this. It's really fun and really short, so just give it a try. It's not a hard watch. No, it's a super easy watch. Like again, like I looked up and it felt like it was like maybe like twenty minutes in and it was almost done. So like it goes by really yeah, fast. It's a very fast watch. I think it's like this is definitely you have a hard day at work, you've just like, you know, showered the day away, you've got your PJs on and it's not quite dinner time yet, so you've got some time to kill. Watch this instead of like scrolling on TikTok. Yeah. This is gonna make you feel one of those like mindless watching kind of things yeah like TikTok. i would say it's more of a feel-good watch but i totally know what you're saying yeah or, or instead of mind this a better one is like when you want to shut your brain off yeah like easy yeah, yeah. just like a chill out movie yeah awesome. oh a decompressed movie yeah, yeah there you go so uh does anyone else have anything to add on to that if not then we can uh, jump into some rankings um no well let me double check oh i thought the title sequence was really cute yeah Um, and i liked how it moves through like that i really prefer that kind of title sequence to like what we've had in the past of just like a scroll of names i find those very boring yeah um can i say one thing though after you're done okay uh, my last point was, I just this movie made me want to watch that live action Ewan McGregor movie. It's so good. Because well, um, I never saw that. You should. I did it with my mom, and even like five, six years later, right. she still talks about it. Oh. Yeah. Am I gonna cry? Yes. Okay. But also laugh a lot. It's very funny. Okay. It looked really cute in the trailers, but it was just like. I think that was just one of those years where I was working like crazy, you know? Yeah, I definitely yeah, check it out. That happens. It's very fun. Oh, my one thing, though, about like the opening sequence and the ending is that it, the way Winnie the Pooh is, the stuffed animal, the way it looks kind of bothered me because the face was uneven. Oh. <laughs> the stuffed well, animals were favorite, right? little... Yeah, it was almost like Uncanny Valley because you're just so familiar with the cartoon versions of them. Yeah. But that was actually the real yeah. That's what I um, had. Animals, which I... you can actually go. I think the London Library has them on display still. Yeah. Oh, because this and you can go look at them and visit the original. That makes sense because what the time is written, you know, there wasn't as much, or the technology wasn't where it is mm-hmm. like now. But the a lot of the Winnie Pooh stuff I've seen looks more like the cartoon now. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. we now have a new norm, right? Yeah. I know, that just bothered me. But obviously, that's just a nitpicky thing. Yeah, totally fair. All right, yeah, well, let's... Yeah, I, I noticed it too, so... <laughs> yeah. And I... Yeah, I assumed, like, the lopsidedness was... Because it's, like, his favorite toy, so he, like, sleeps with it and stuff. So he probably, like, ends up lying on top of it a lot. So... Yeah. some uneasiness. Wait, it's that ear was filled with sawdust what <laughs> the stuffing probably came oh, out i will say though uh one thing off topic i know 
But one thing I found on TikTok, which is really sweet, is actually there's all these stuffed animal restoring uh, TikTok pages. And, like, people will send in their childhood little stuffed animals and they get fully restored and, like, washed and restuffed. Oh, nice. And they look, like, new again. And Aww. it's so wholesome really and cute. sweet because it's, like, there's always really sweet stories of, like, oh, this is, like winnie and she followed her human sarah everywhere and like protected her in her sleep and one day like winnie's like hoof got caught in this and blah 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 and then like winnie's going off to college uh sarah's going off to college now and winnie wants to follow her so we're restoring it for her graduation and i was like oh my god i'd be so afraid to send something that sentimental Mm -hmm. yeah you know but there's a lot of like really cute stories on there or like um a partner will send in their loved ones like you know childhood stuffed animal and get it restored for their anniversary or birthday or something and that's sweet though you'll get like reaction videos sometimes of someone like you know opening it again and it's like oh my god very heartwarming stuff check it out we'll do all right, well, let's get into the rankings here. Uh, I'm running out of time quickly. Um, so, for the main character, we obviously have, I think, everybody. I think it's just the the Hundred Acre crew. Uh, or else it's just Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robin. Yeah, the Hundred Acre crew. Okay, so, for our main characters, in number one, we have Cinderella. Two, Lady. Three, Mrs. Price. Four, Robin Hood. Five, Mary Poppins. Six, The Cat Pack. Seven, Mr. Toad. Eight, Alice. Nine, Tarzan. Ten, Bambi. Eleven, Snow White. Twelve, Wendy. Thirteen, Dalmatian Fam Jam. Fourteen, Mowgli. Fifteen, Arthur. Sixteen, Aurora. Seventeen, Dumbo. Uh, Eighteen, Pinocchio. And nineteen, Ichabob. I think I said Tarzan in number nine. It's Taron. I don't know why I keep reading that R as a Z. But uh, where do we want to put the 100 Acre Crew? Uh, let's start with you, Ryan. Where would you like to put them? Oh, because we're all kind of attacked, but at the same time, they just don't do it for me, like, a Robin Hood or a Cinderella, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, above Taryn, under Alice kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Sam? Well, I mean, for me, it's, it's not really a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I think Rabbit definitely brings down the group average. Um, yeah. For me personally, I would want to put them above the Dalmatian Fam Jam under Wendy. Um, actually, that's basically where I was, well, was going to put them actually below the Fam Jam. <laughs> okay. Well, I want them in that area just because of Rabbit, but also I think everyone else just really brings up the group average um and i'm putting them above the dalmatian family because i think there's more distinct personalities that play off each other a little bit better mm-hmm. so for you know, the group i think it works a little bit better like um the cat pack they from aristocats like they work really well together as characters and very they're very believable siblings so 100 acre crew definitely would have those crazy neighbors you know yeah Awesome. Well, then that's exactly where it's going to go uh, based on the uh, where we have it. So 100 Acre Crew is now at number 13. The next thing that we're going to be talking about is the music. Uh, so right now in number one, we have Cinderella. Two is Robin Hood. Three, Pinocchio. Four, Snow White. Five, Aristocats. Six, Mary Poppins. Seven, The Jungle Book. Eight, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Nine, Lady and the Tramp. Ten, Alice Wonderland. Eleven, Be- Sleeping Beauty. 12, 101 Dalmatians, 13, Adventures of Ichabob, Crane, and Mr. Toad, 14, Sword in the Stone, 15, Dumbo, 16, Peter Pan, 17, Bambi. Where are we going to put the music from Winnie, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Um, Sam, let's start you off on this one. I don't have a super strong opinion because I really like all the mu- uh, music, but I think I would put it above Mary Poppins because I think overall I liked everything and it is you know pretty memorable songs but I don't think it was as like I think it's very calming music versus like Aristocats I think it should be above it because it's like just very fun Mm -hmm. like dance music you know so I would put it 
at like number six. So under Aristocrats, above Mary Poppins. But I'm not like. Yeah, and I think I would put it just slightly below that at number eight. So just above Bed Knobs and Broomsticks and below Jungle Book. Uh, kind of for the yeah. same reason, because Jungle Book's a little more hype on the music, uh, and it had kind of a good mix of uh, genres. Uh, no, I have put in the chat. Um, I play all the songs like oh, You're cutting us a bit there, Ryan. Uh, so just give it a second. Yeah. Now try again. Yeah, just a little skinny. Try again. No. No. Uh, maybe try reconnecting, but I think that you said uh, below Lady and the Tramp. Uh... No, we've no. we've mostly lost you. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, no. but based on the where everyone has the things, I think that it will end up as number eight. Uh, if you did have it below Lady and the Tramp, uh, which I think is an okay place for it. I think Mary Poppin had some more fun songs. Like, the Winnie the Pooh song is so iconic, and, like, the last song is really good, but uh, it is a lot more background kind of music for most of it, but it's still very good. So I think that, like, the songs it does have would bring it up to that eighth position. Um, but, yeah, I get where you're okay. talking about going above uh, Mary Poppins as well, because, I mean, it's... it's I like it good. better than Mary Poppins. Yeah. Ryan, did we get you back? doesn't sound like it. Alright, we'll just give him another Hello. second. Oh, there you go. Yep. Sorry. Okay, where are we on? Uh, I think we're just about to go on to the next one. Okay. Sorry. No worries. It happens. Um, so the last one that we are going to be doing, because again, we don't think we really have a villain in here, is the movie itself. So in number one, we have Cinderella, two is Aristocats, three, Lady and the Tramp, four, Robin Hood, five, 101 Dalmatians, six, Snow White, seven, Alice in Wonderland, eight, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, nine, Sleeping Beauty, ten, Jungle Book, eleven, Black Cauldron, twelve, Sword and Stone, thirteen, Mary Poppins, fourteen, Adventure of Ichabob, Crane and Mr. Toad, fifteen, Pinocchio, sixteen, Dumbo, seventeen, Peter Pan, and eighteen, Bambi. Now... Where are we going to put Winnie the Pooh? And I think I know where I want to put it. I think I want to put Me it too. number seven, below Snow White and above Alice in Wonderland. Really? Yeah. I think because it was so easy of a watch, it was cute. It wasn't like mm. there was no stress. It was definitely something that I could actually like just put on. Um, I think that kind of bumps it up. Um, to a point where I like it more than Alice in Wonderland. I'd put it below Sleeping Beauty. I was actually going to put it a little bit lower. I was <laughs> going to put it below Sleeping Beauty as well. Because um, okay. I think it's it suffers from the same thing as the Jungle Book in that it's like super segmented story-wise, which is why I wanted it lower. Because I think the movies above it are just like, they flow better. However, I think Winnie the Pooh did the best job of it. Yeah, that's of, really like, fair. Stitching it together in a narrative way. Yeah. I, and the nice thing is that they really, they did such a good job with the narrator to make it feel like a cohesive mm -hmm. adventure too. Even with like uh, him leaving at the end. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like The Princess Bride. Um, yeah. Where they're like cutting in and out of a story. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's also why I really liked this movie. Yeah. Uh, for I, me, I put it there because I wouldn't necessarily rewatch it so soon, but I put it below all the other ones because I'd sooner rewatch all of those before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah, we all approached this one a little bit differently with ranking it as a movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, that is our ranking for today. Um, and before we get into the outro stuff, uh, let's get the uh, question of the day. I've got it right here. Now, uh, Christopher Robin made this whole world that we watch today um, based on like his adventures with his toys. That's why the story was written down. So our question for the audience is, who went with you on adventures? 
Awesome. I think we'll answer that at the beginning of next episode. Uh, we won't have such a long break. Uh, we just had some crazy work and school stuff going on that uh, delayed yeah. us a little bit. But we should be back on a regular schedule. Uh, I know we had some glitches with Anchor that deleted a bunch of our episodes. So I'm going back through to make sure that they uh, all get back up there. Uh, and that should be happening within the next week. So look, take a look out for that. Um, yeah. So... The next episode's movie is going to be one that I love. Love, love, love. Love, 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 love. It's The Rescuers. We're talking about Rescuers. And I'm so excited. Um, I remember growing up with that movie and it being kind of a mainstay in our house uh, until we got into... Oh, yeah. Like, Rescuers Down Under and all that. Yeah. Rescuers are great. Um... Yeah, so, I remember like the villains kind of like Cruella Deville, so it'll yeah. be a fun movie. Yeah, it's gonna be a really fun movie. Uh, Ryan, have you seen The Rescuers? No. I oh haven't. yes. Sorry. I love when you haven't seen movies, so we can get like a really like a a non nostalgia based uh, review of stuff too. I mean, that's gonna end soon because we're approaching the Renaissance, you know. Yeah, well, everyone's seen the Renaissance, except maybe like some of these. No, I I. I bet everyone's seen the Renaissance of Disney. You just kind of have to. Um, yeah. So other than that, um, I have actually opened up my schedule a little bit, uh, and moved some stuff around actually. Um, so I am going to start doing our actual social. I'm actually going to start building that out. Uh, I have a bunch of things on the go and ready to go for it. So, uh, please take a look at that. I'll put those uh, links in the description. Uh, and, now we're on to personal projects. So for me personally, I have uh, started back up doing some podcasting with a friend. I've started writing up some solo podcasts I'm going to be doing, uh, and I'll be announcing those in the next couple weeks. Uh, I've started up the reviewer's couch again, which is great with my friend. Uh, we started talking about Picard. Uh, we are not sure if we're going to finish Picard because we really didn't like the last couple episodes, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and I'm going to be start streaming again uh, at least twice a week. So I will put some of that description in the description as well uh, once I get the actual launch date that I'm going to go for, which will probably be the first week of June. I'll be looking at doing a Tuesday-Thursday schedule or Wednesday-Friday schedule. So I'm very excited to get back into streaming. It's definitely something I've missed um, and I'm ready to just kind of get out there and re-engage with everybody. Um, Sam, what are you working on these days? Well, podcast that I'm working on still. Um, just, I have been working a lot. I've tried, been trying to pick up as many shifts as possible at work lately. And working outside in the sun, not always conducive to my disability. So it can be slow going. Um, however, I do have the entire season four of Digital Sue planned for this year. And I can do a couple sneak peeks, but we do have one episode that I would really like to be an audience submission topic. So August probably is going to be the audience submission. If you want to do something themed, please let me know. And you can email me at digitalsue at gmail.com, all lowercase one word. But this month I'm putting out the last of season three, um, getting those old episodes out, as well as our first episode is going to be on May Day, and we're going to talk about the pagan roots of the holiday, as well as the traditional foods and the history behind them. Nice. I also have like just some really cool stuff planned, like for National Chinese Takeout Day, we're going to do a whole episode about the evolution of American Chinese food and Canadian Chinese food. Um, we've got African food ways of how african dishes turned into african-american dishes and we've got like a lot of stuff it's going to be a little witchy this year just based on some research that i've been doing independently so it's going to be a cool season i think awesome well I, i'm looking forward to that um and we will have the, that link uh in the description as well for this episode now ryan i know that uh you've been pretty busy but are you working on anything as well well, I've been really busy because I'm moving cities and then I've also been working overtime like 11 hour days, but there is something very distant in the horizon that I actually have been starting on. I've actually been 
kind of brainstorming and storyboarding a webtoon that I've been wanting to do for a long time and just figuring out the art style. But that one is actually something I'm going to stick to. Nice. Because I've been wanting to do it for a while. Yay. But look out for it. It's cool. going to be a time-traveling BL, which is boys love gay webtoon. So nice. Look forward to that. Yeah, well, when you get that launched, you make sure to tell us so that we can get our listeners looking at it as well. <laughs> And with that, that comes to the end of this episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, Sam and Ryan, for being here. And we will see you next time. Bye.